Hey everybody, welcome to the Career Driven Mom Network. My name is Tani Cole and I'm your host. Um, and I want to talk today about never being ashamed of your journey. Never being ashamed of your journey. Um, when we go into our lives and when we go into adulthood and we go into motherhood, a lot of the times things aren't the way we expect them to be. You know, we have this picture in our head. We have this mental picture. A lot of the times, you know, when we started off in school, and you think about when you were a kid, um, you might have had a a, a conception, preconception um, of what you thought your life would be. You had a, a, a thought in your head. You had a vision. And, you know, a lot of the times it stems from, you know, you get up and you, you go in, in the, the dollhouse and you see the mommy and the daddy and the babies and... Um, they have this beautiful dollhouse and it just looks like this perfect family, this perfect picture. Um, some of us have lived in families like that. We live in families where we have both parents, you know, mom stayed at home. Um, dad was the breadwinner. Um, or, you know, maybe you didn't have that, but you still envision in your life that things are going to be perfect. You know, I'm going to, for some reason, you're going to be that change. You're going to be that one that's going to have this success story. And when we are kids, we have such a positive outlook on things. We we believe that everything is going to be fine. And then you get older and you meet other people and their thoughts become your thoughts. Their fears become your fears because you have this positive outlook. You know, I think about when I was in school and... I believed in Santa Claus. You know, I believed in Santa Claus. I Who didn't believe in Santa Claus? She believed in Santa Claus. She believed that there was this man who comes and he drops off gifts. And there was never a doubt in your mind that he came through the chimney and he brought you gifts. And then you started school and your friend tells you, there's no such thing as Santa Claus. There's no such thing as Santa Claus. So, you know, and they tell you like, and you're like, how do you know? Yes, there is. And you're defensive about it because you believe that there is a Santa Claus. You believe that there is a man who comes and he drops you off gifts. And you you have that in your heart. You have this positive picture. And then this person comes and they ruin it for you. And they tell you, I know. And you're like, how do you know? And they're like, because I found out where my mother hid my gifts. And so now you have a, an outlook that, you know what, maybe my mom is hiding my gifts and maybe there is no Santa Claus. But you don't want to believe that. You want to believe that this person is lying. So what do you do? You go home around Christmas time and you start snooping. You go downstairs, you look in the closets. You look in the car trunk, you look in your room, you look in your mom's room, and you find the gifts. And the innocence of your positivity that you thought about, the innocence of believing in something that you can't see, the faith that you had is gone. You're you're just upset. You're like, how did this happen? How could my mom lie to me? How could my dad lie to me? Like, there's no such thing as Santa Claus. And... Those thoughts that you have now create doubt for other things in your life. 
And I say that to say that once we feel like we don't see that perfect picture anymore, sometimes we get embarrassed. We get embarrassed with how our life is. We get embarrassed with our journey. We don't want to share our gifts because they're not perfect. We don't want to share who we are in our story because it's not perfect. We don't want to share the skills we have because we're imperfect people. And you go through life feeling ashamed. I was talking to a friend of mine the other day and she was explaining how upset she was with her life. Here she was, almost 35 years old, approaching mid-30s. She wasn't married. She didn't have any kids. She had just gotten laid off from a job. So she was just starting the job. And then she was working two to make up for her income from her one. And she felt ashamed. She felt belittled. She felt like a failure. And she asked me, about some of the trials and tribulations I had been through. She said, but you know what, Tani? You have two kids. You have two beautiful kids. You know, you always bounce back. You're always, you know, able to keep going. You know, here I am, almost 35. I don't have any kids. I don't have a husband. You know, I just feel really low. I'm ashamed of where I am in my life right now. And so I listened to her because I am the type of friend where I don't necessarily have to always speak. I'm the kind of friend that would prefer to listen. And then when I'm told or asked for my opinion, then I'll give you my opinion. So she asked me what I thought about it and what I felt. And I told her, you know, a lot of the time we are our own worst critic. We look at our lives and we think that We're failures because we compare our lives to standards of other people. We compare our lives to illusions. We look at Facebook. We look at uh, Instagram. We look at all of these social media platforms. We look at our families and friends and the outside, and we don't look at the gifts that we have. And because we're ashamed of our journeys and because we're ashamed of the things that are going on in our lives, we rob ourselves of the opportunity to look at the gifts that we have and to build upon those gifts. And what we do is we're so ashamed of that journey that we're on is that we draw back from everybody. When in in reality, a lot of the times our journey is an inspiration for somebody else. There's somebody else that needs your story. There's somebody else that's looking up to you thinking, wow, this person is in a good spot and doesn't even know it. You know, I gave her a little positive feedback. I said, you know, I get it. You know, a lot of women would love to be a wife, love to be a mom. And, you know, that's a great thing. Being a mother, being a wife, being a um, a career woman, all of those things are great. I love being a mom. But I also explained to her that since she was not a mom in, in preparation of being a mom, Why didn't she look at the things that she needed to do for herself to get herself in that position so that when she becomes a mom, when she becomes a wife, she's mentally prepared? You know, I'm like, you know, sometimes we become wives and mothers before we're really mentally prepared. And so we have to find our way. 
We're constantly finding a way. We're constantly saying, oh man, you know, now I'm in a situation. Now I have to grow up and be a mom. Whereas she has the benefit of not only wisdom from her age and and moving into her mid-30s and seeing things, learning to be more established, um, being able to, to now navigate motherhood in a way that is more mature. Whereas somebody that had to start and jump in in motherhood in 21, 22, such as myself, I had to kind of grow into motherhood. I had to understand. I had to find my way. I had to go through the time of being a a mother in college and dealing with an incarcerated father and and, and feeling very tired and, and frustrated while I was holding textbooks and nursing my daughter in one hand. And whereas this mom now has the, this, this, this young lady now has the opportunity of actually benefiting from her years of wisdom, her years of experience, her years of stability, and looking at motherhood in a way different perspective. And when we choose not to be ashamed of our journey, and we choose to be, embrace our journey and choose to be um, positive despite where our journey has taken us, we're able to be more open-minded and we can receive what is for us. A lot of the times we can't receive what's for us because we have a very closed mind and we're so ashamed of where we are. When you're in denial and ashamed of where you are, ashamed of your journey, hiding, faking the funk, trying to keep up with the Joneses, pretending we only attract what we don't want. You want to be open. You want to be honest. You want to receive what you want. You want the desires of your heart. And the only way to get that is to be honest. Be transparent. Be transparent about who you are, what you want, what you desire, and what you are going to do to get there. Putting your purpose first. Being truthful about how you feel. Identifying with your emotions. Identifying with your mental stability, your health. Putting yourself first, but never being ashamed of who you are. Never being ashamed of your journey. Because your journey makes you who you are. Your journey is going to inspire somebody else. And your journey is unique. Thank you for listening. I hope you all have a great day. Bye-bye. Hey y'all, it's Tani Cole from the Career Driven Mom Network and today is episode number five. Yes, y'all. So I've been gone away for a little bit and just because I needed time to recharge, I needed time to get my mind together, um, working on some personal goals, working on some professional goals and you just need that time to just kind of disconnect a little bit. Um, So I've been around but I haven't really been doing anything with my blog or doing anything with my podcast because sometimes when your mind is flooded with too much you accomplish nothing so i want to talk about that today and i want to talk about why you should not multitask okay 
I feel like women were designed to feel like we are the epitome of um, great multitaskers. We are the ones that are able to do 16 things at once. It's almost like moms have like 15 arms. And so you treat yourself like that. You're like, okay, I'm gonna go start this. I'm gonna go start that. I'm gonna go do this, put my hands in this, that, that, another. And a lot of the times when you don't put a full focus on something, it looks like it. It looks like it. When, you, when you're trying to clean three different rooms at one time, it looks like it. You kind of look like you're just all over the place. You might be trying to wash the dishes, and then you're running in the living room trying to run a vacuum, and then you're trying to straighten up the dining room, and so you just got half-assed jobs done everywhere. And so I say that to say um, I'm really learning that the older I get is that I need to learn how to not multitask. I have to learn how to deprogram myself from constantly thinking I need to be in motion doing 16 things at once thinking that that's going to help me get everything done like okay I'm gonna do 16 things at once and then I'm gonna be done with all 16 things rather than spacing the 16 things out and doing a couple you know one thing at a time I would much rather put a lot more stress on myself and do a lot at a time um, if you listen to any of my older or read any of my older blog posts, you know that I talk a lot about getting the help that you need and outsourcing. And I say that because a lot of the times we talk about the village of people and getting help and learning that the reason that we do a lot of multitasking is because we don't have the proper help that we need. So we are trying to strategize ways to, you know, help ourselves get things done. So one of the things that I talk about is that, you know, when you come to a certain point in your life where you have money, you can pay for things. I'm really an advocate about outsourcing, getting help, um, finding services that can do your cleaning, finding services that can do your washing, finding services that can provide you food, um, finding services that can provide you, you know, uh, help with your washing your car and taking the dog on a walk and you know, helping with the kids and finding activities that will keep your children occupied while you get the things that you need to get done. And um, that helps decrease a lot of your multitasking because let's just be honest, um, through our work days, especially the people now who are starting to work from home, I feel like personally my days, I'm combined with doing so much. I'm getting up in the morning. I'm getting myself together. I'm getting the dog together. I'm cooking breakfast. I'm trying to get my work day prepared. And this is like all day until 11 o'clock and I'm beat. Some days my days start at 4.30 a.m. and they don't end till 11.30. That is absolutely insane. And then I wonder why at the end of the night and the end of the week, I'm completely drained. Um, and a lot of that comes from me multitasking too much throughout my day. So I highly encourage moms to stop multitasking. Stop. And it's going to be really hard because, like I said, as women, we feel like we are the queens of it. We're like, no, I can get this done, this done, this done, this done. And although I do think that we are better at multitasking than men, I definitely think that women have the ability to multitask. 
I think that what happens is the more that we do it and we see a little success in small areas, we overcompensate and we keep doing too much. We add more and more and more to our plate. So whereas maybe I was cooking and washing clothes and that could be doable. Okay, I'm cooking, um, I stop for a minute, I go put a load of clothes in, I switch them out and I'm pulling clothes out, that might be doable. But what happens is we see success in washing clothes and cooking, and now we wanna add to the equation, okay, now I'm gonna run outside and cut the grass. So then we're running from going outside, cutting the grass, to coming in cooking, you know, trying to hurry and wash your hands to get rid of any outdoor germs. Then you're running downstairs to check the clothes or, you know, to your laundry room to go check your clothes and move those. And then something ends up getting neglected. The food ends up burning sometimes, um, or it doesn't come out the way you like, or you forgot an ingredient, or you know the grass doesn't look the way you want or then you go downstairs you forget that you left your clothes in there so now they you know they have an odor to them and you're just like oh my god now you're frustrated because now you got to restart that process over and you end up doing more work for yourself um one of the things that i can say to help with decreasing your um, need to multitask is to establish days to do things um, set days to do things. I remember my life being a lot more simpler when I would block out time and I would do laundry at a certain time. And I know that I've also gotten to the point where I've done laundry like one day of the week and that has become to be abundant as well. So what I'm kind of thinking I'm going to do is go back to doing small bits at a time daily to kind of decrease that big pile up. Um, that has helped me, but to, to do it all throughout the day, every day, not have a set time to get everything done makes it stretch out. And I know if you know, like I know that if you don't set a set time, what you'll do is you'll put things in the washer, you'll go do something else, you'll forget about them. Then you'll have your clothes that are fresh and clean in the basket forever. And then you forget that those are clean clothes, you end up rewashing them and it can become a disaster. And that stems from multitasking too much because you're forgetting what you need to do. You're forgetting um, how you're usually doing things. And what happens is that you end up overwhelming yourself trying to do too much. So I would always establish times to do things. Um, I also talk a lot about in order to decrease multitasking is to accept help. And I think that um, when you accept help from people, you'll be able to push some of the things that you usually do for yourself, for your family, away for somebody else to do it. And you'll find that people are better at doing things that you, than you thought they were. I know for me, I suffer from thinking that nobody can do anything the way I want it done. And while it may not be the way I want it done, it doesn't mean that it's not going to be effective. It doesn't mean that it's not going to be right. And, you know, sometimes you're like, oh, my gosh, they wash their dishes this way or they clean the house this way. And you don't want them to do it because you're not used to it because you feel like you need to multitask and do it. And you'll find that that person is just as qualified as you may do a better job and may have a different uh, way they're doing things is more effective and quicker you know and even when it comes to the kids I have learned to let go a little bit and let them do things because I would complain every day y'all y'all never help me run the house y'all never do this you never do that and then when they do it I'm like 
oh God, you didn't do it right. You should have did it like this. And then I spend time standing over them, telling them how to do things rather than letting them have the ability to try and do it the best that they can and get it done. Um, so let people help you. Let people help you. Let people jump in there. You know, let people come in and show you um, a different way. Be open to different ways. The last thing that I will say about multitasking, y'all, is that a lot of time multitasking stems from having poor time management. And if you've been following me for a while, you know that I discussed that I have been learning how to basically work in a way that has made it so that I've gotten better with my time management. Because honestly, you all, um, I have been a person who has suffered from poor time management and wonder why I have been working so much harder and still seeing no results. And a lot of that comes from having poor time management and trying to cram everything and trying to multitask. I got 15 screens open at work. I'm working on this project. I stop. I work on this one. I get nothing done. Rather than do something, set a time, knock it out, move on. Do something, set a time, knock it out, move on. And it has to be the same way at home. You do something, you, you set a time, you do something, you knock it out, you move on. If you need a little extra time, you take a little extra time. But trying to do 50 things at once usually accomplishes nothing. So with that being said, I just want you guys to think about how many ways you're multitasking and think about how much it is stressing you out, how much you are multitasking but seeing no results. And you can apply that in not only your home life, you can apply that in your career life. You can even apply it in your relationships, your friendships, your goals. You know, what about you trying to set a goal and you're trying to do everything around that goal except take the steps and say, okay, this is the goal. And these are the things I have to do to get there. These are the things that I need to do. And, and actually crossing it off by the list as you do it, rather than saying, okay, I want to do this. So I should do this, this, that, and other. It's like, you have to think. You have to think. You know, it's just like if you are a person who wants to buy a house, you need, need to make sure that you have everything in order before you go buy your house. You need to make sure if you're going to go get a loan, that you have your credit together so you don't have to work on your credit in the process of trying to get a loan. You need to make sure you have your down payment money. You need to make sure you have your paperwork that validates that you have proper income, that you have the proper assets, and that you have the, the things and the ability to get the home that you want. But imagine trying to get a home and you're trying to look at a house before you even have any of that stuff in order. It's not going to work. And that's what happens with multitasking. Multitasking becomes where you are, instead of you um, trying to find out what you need to get to where you need to be, set a plan, establish a plan, multitask becomes chaos. And we don't want chaos, y'all. We want to be career moms that are healthy, happy, and high earners, and that we are able to sit around, you know, um, accomplish our goals, figure out what we want to do, and get things done effectively and efficiently. Okay, and multitasking, you all, I've learned more and more and more that it is more of a hindrance than help. Okay.
I hope you guys enjoyed this episode. I hope that you guys are reevaluating your life and realizing that multitasking can, you know, sometimes seem like it's helpful, but if it's done in over uh, abundance, that it can definitely be traumatic and it can definitely slow you down as far as achieving the results that you want. So take the time to think about it and um, see where you are right now and see if that multitasking is really helping you or hindering you. Okay. Thank you for listening and have a great day. Bye-bye.